Hello again, listeners. Before we return to Bangor, Maine, and our journey with the house in the woods, we are delighted to give a special welcome to our Herald of the End Times level Patreon backers. Eleanor Kershaw, Anne Palisker, Yikes, perhaps also known by the forbidden name J.T. Gordon, and of course, Bill Marion. Welcome, dear Heralds, welcome. And forgive me if I have pronounced your names incorrectly. Many are the languages of the Elder Gods, and so few are the guides. But we want to thank you so much for your contributions. The running of the cult, I mean the podcast, will always bring with it certain costs, and your offerings are invaluable. We can now make good on numerous payments to government officials and fund the necessary security to prevent irritating private investigators from prying into our business. Ah, but what I mean to say is that Dom, Dan, Danan and I are truly grateful. Thank you. And now, as the masked cultist said to the sacrifice, on with the show. The Bangor Chronicle, July 21st, 1924. Bangor Business by Milton Woodward. Astute readers will have noticed that the Bangor gossips have long wanted to know what the esteemed secretary of the Maine Historical Society, Mrs. Alice Devereux, will be planning on doing with her now considerable connections in the better drawing rooms of Bangor society. Mrs. Devereux, the charming widow of the well-thought-of lawyer Mr. Franklin Devereux, has recently taken her husband's former position on the board of trustees to Maine University. What did your curious reporter therefore make of the sight of no less than three unusual characters visiting Mrs. Devereux just this afternoon? First was the enigmatic Miss Natasha Rulliover, postmistress of the Bangor Union Street Post Office. Miss Rulliover has kept a low profile in these pages. This is her first appearance in our column, but we hope to see the striking blonde all the more. With her fiercely independent manner, she makes for a truly memorable associate to Mrs. Devereux. Next to arrive was none other than Assistant Professor Charles Chuck Lohman former flight lieutenant and now college man at the Maine University, with an eye on the chair of agronomy, no doubt. A reclusive sort, Chuck Lohman has been seen with Alice on a number of occasions, and cuts a handsome figure, if you like that former military look. A gallant fellow, he's an old-fashioned gent, could be making eyes at tenure before the year is out. If Mrs. Devereux has any sway on the board... Could they be more than just friends? Finally, but in no way least, Mrs. Devereux proved her universal appeal by inviting that ever-curious figure of Mr. Allagash Bunyan. Mr. Bunyan was in these pages only last Christmas with his rescue of a boatload of scouts from almost certain doom at the hands, or should we say claws, of a pack of vicious lobsters just upriver from the Newbury Bridge. A local curiosity, who defies description, 
Mr. Bunyan is said to be the best purveyor of catfish this side of Newfoundland. What could a gentleman of his mature and olfactorily challenging standing have to do with an associate professor of agronomy, an emigre postmistress, and of course our very own striking and single secretary of the Maine Historical Society? Or could it be anything to do with a recent call from an upstate sheriff by the name of Longfellow? Or indeed the close relationship between Alice Devereux and Professor Jeremy Winter, the MAU archaeologist only recently released from Green Acres Sanitarium, but who has since left town with no forwarding address. Certainly your reporter won't rest until he finds out. And if it's in the woodwork, Woodwood will dig it out. For the gossip always goes with a bang in Bangor, Maine. The Apocalypse Players present The House in the Woods by Gary Pilkington A Call of Cthulhu scenario adapted for 7th edition by Joseph Chance Copyright Grenadier Models and Chaosium Starring Dan Wheeler as Assistant Professor Flight Lieutenant Charles Chuck Lohman Jeannie Spark as female postmaster Natasha Roliova. Danan Makalia as local lobster mogul and supplier Alagash Bunyan. And Joseph Chance as everybody and everything else. Oh, okay. I... I saw I saw the door close. I saw the door close. There, it was no trick of the light. Perhaps you saw the silhouette before they went through, but the door closed. Someone went through. Oh, oh to be fair, that is the, the unfortunately there are two different doors. Um, one one is ah. the secretary's office. Oh, which you is were just looking the there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Forgive me. Forgive da me. Down the corridor. But as you say that, Alagash, you do seem to see a, a very tall figure just move away from the glass. But I think Loman, you see it too. Did you see? You see it too? I, I, I saw a figure in there, Miss Ruyova. Is, is, I mean, this is a, a psychiatric institution. There's bound to be a lot of strange people around. Uh, if you're yeah, fearful of this, then perhaps you office. should wait in the car and um, we, we could take care of this. Or, or I'd be happy to take your arm. Uh, no, no, no. Thank you. No. Let's give him a knock. He's bound to be an orderly or a doctor or something. I go up and just bang on the... Actually, as you, as you move forward, an orderly steps out. He's a big man, but he doesn't, have the, he doesn't have this long hair that you think you might have seen in the shadow. I must have been Hey, where'd mistaken. your hair go? <laughs> I think I was Sorry. mistaken, gentlemen. I... Can I help you? Mm, no. Sort of, he pulls the door to and he's locking the door and you can hear this high-pitched... <laughs> And then a, a female voice go, All right, Mr. Ballantyne, now you just settle down for your massage treatment. Is that my friend Duncan you got in there? <laughs> <laughs> He's got his own health spas. He doesn't need to come here. Uh, roll luck. All of us? No, just uh, Allegash. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's your lucky night. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend two luck. You can't spend luck on luck. Oh, I can't, no. Oh, it's not, no, it's not Duncan Ballantyne. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Walter Ballantyne. 
you, who are you here to see? You here to see Doctor Withenshaw? That's that's right. We yeah. yes. We are indeed. Well, these are the treatment rooms. You want to go down there on the left, ma'am, sir. Miss Ruyover, is this the? Uh, I say quietly to her, is this the gentleman who gave you a fright? Would you like me to speak to him? No, I must have been mistaken. Uh, I thought I saw someone from my past. But pray he is not here. Sometimes one's past can uh, give one a, a fright one, when one least expects it. You are entirely correct. If not particularly profound. Again, you are entirely correct. <laughs> and on this uh, puncturing of the profundity, of the return to the banality, the, uh, the, the, the attendant is clearly sort of suggesting maybe you'd like to go on to your appointment then. And he sort of blocks this corridor. He's got keys, and you notice that he's got a, a pacifier, a, um, not, a, not a dummy. A dummy. He's got a, he's got a small <laughs> truncheon at his belt. Painted white. He's in a white uniform with a black bow. White shoes. I, I'm going to say to him, uh, "Hey, buddy, uh, you got a restroom around these parts?" Uh, sure, it's it's back downstairs. Ah, uh, yeah, I found myself a little quad short. I'll see you guys down there. Um, but I'm going to just wander towards the door that I saw closing. Oh, well, that's that's along the way towards Doctor Withenshaw. Oh, sorry, should have got my head geography right. No, 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 uh, I, no I should have helped. Carry on. I mean, it's closed, but you know, Withenshaw is your target. You're pretty sure it's the secretary's room. Yeah. And who knows, maybe you'll come back here. Maybe, maybe. Okay, so you make your way towards Withenshaw's office. It's a big sign. You knock. It's a very big sign. Oh, I've got to get the voice, haven't I? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, no, come in. Yeah, come in. Are you all right? It's about time that we heard from you, gentlemen. Oh, and lady, uh, it's a pleasure to have you here, madam. Uh, so what's the, this is about that uh, celebration, finally, is it? Uh, Dr. Withenshaw, we are... Um, that's right, that's right, I'm Withenshaw, James Withenshaw. Dr. Calling Dr. on behalf of uh, Maine University. Uh, well, that's right, I'm assuming about the ball. Is it about the ball in, in my honor? Well, I'm, I'm afraid not. It's actually some um, slightly more... Uh, oh. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's private business. Um, Subtle. Oh, I see. We're, we're associates of uh, Mrs. Alice Devereaux. And, uh, His eyes narrow, but he says nothing. I think you know why we're here. We're interested in uh, Professor Jeremy Winter. And he sits down. I see, I see, yes. We are concerned about Professor Winter. I have received a telephone call from the police. Apparently he's gone missing. Well, exactly. Well, this is a terrible shame. Uh, well, I'm sure that the university, as much as uh, Greenacres, will want to make sure that there's no bad press about this. Oh, absolutely. Best of all, we, we would I like... This, this is the first point where he realizes Bunyan's in the room. And he kind of... He, he, he cannot hide his disgust at the appearance of Mr. Bunyan. But then he kind of pulls it back. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, you were saying... Do I notice, do I notice yeah, that? Oh, yeah, all three of you notice. And in fact, um, you, he makes a particular point of going over to open a window as if to expel some of the foul odours present. <laughs> um, Dr. Withenshaw, I'd just like to make it clear that we are all here as friends and associates of Mrs. Alice Devereaux. We're all here at her request. I'm close to him. Yeah, no, of don't course. Oh, he's behind a massive like... desk. Behind a massive desk. 
If you were to lean close to him... I come to the side of it, and I just sort of... He will say, no, no, I think you should stay there. Is this your scout? Is he, is he a gentleman who'll be scouting for you in the woods? And he actually holds his hand up. Oh, you silly don't know me, sir. That's fine, don't worry about that. <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn now. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Withenshaw, yes? we were um, disappointed not to find Dr. Carstairs here when we turned up. Oh, Dr. Carstairs. What, would you like to take a seat, sir? Mr. Is it, what's your name, sir? Uh, I'm uh, Flight Lieutenant Assistant Professor Charles Lohman, but my friends call me Chuck, oh, so... Well, I, was, I, was, I, I was trying to talk... No, you, you, sir, have made yourself abundantly clear. I was trying to say that this gentleman here, perhaps you'd like to take a seat? Or perhaps I should ask the, oh, the uh, well, sanatorium security to visit us and make sure that we all feel comfortable. Mr. Well... Perhaps you should, but I'll take a seat regardless. You, sh- you should be aware. I, I take a seat, but yeah, I stare him in the eyes. We've got off to the wrong. Uh, we've got off to a wrong start here, and, and I, I beg your apologies because that's my fault. I, I, I assumed that you were here on the matter of um, the celebration of the uh, my commitment to the university of late. Um, w- Madam, forgive me, I've not introduced myself. My name is uh, Dr. James Withenshaw. I'm, 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 I'm not from the South, so I don't know why suddenly I've gone. That would be my doing. <laughs> <laughs> and so it spreads. It's a nervous affectation that uh, uh, I seem to you know, engender in American men. They suddenly drop 500 miles to the South. <laughs> <laughs> he reaches his hand out to shake your hand. Mm-hmm. Do you shake his hand? I take his hand. Yeah. And I and I hold it mm. and I stare into his eyes. Oh. And it's it goes on a little bit too long and yes, slightly uncomfortable. And then I I say Dr. Withernshaw, it is great honor to meet you. Could you roll your My in- name is Natasha Rollover. Could you roll your intimidation for me? Apologies for interrupting. <laughs> That's all right, darling. That's quite all right. Yes. Success, but only just. Yeah, he, um, he, you know, it's a hot day, but the, he looks a little bit as if a bead of sweat is coming out. I say, uh, I'm Natasha Rolliover, the lady postmaster of Bangor. And I, I hope that that'll put the shits up him. Because he... I know that he's, he's been receiving things in the mail that he shouldn't have been. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's that and the full effect of the three of you. He's, he's a very smart man, you get the impression... Uh, and you understand that between the kind of the face of Charles Chuck Loman getting the inside track. What a face. But then the intimidation of Rulliova and the obvious Stench wild card that is, that is Bunyan. Stench. He realizes <laughs> he's in the presence of the catfish stench. But he realizes he's in the presence of an intimidating and quite... Um, Sexy. Potentially quite problematic investigative team. So he... Potent. He does that thing that all three of you have come across this in the past, where he was, he was, he was putting up a tough exterior full of bluff and bluster, but actually he's very happy to give you as much information as he's allowed to, it seems. And he begins to talk about... Actually, he begins to talk about Dr. Carstairs. It was Dr. Carstairs that we... Uh... Mentioned, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yes. He, uh, but obviously, he he, you know, he knows that a Devereux was mentioned, and therefore he knows that it's about Jeremy Winters, Winter. Winter. Hmm. 
uh, but he starts with Carstairs saying how impressed he was when she offered to work at Greenacres. She interviewed uh, for specialist cases at Greenacres, uh, and what an asset! What an asset to find! You know, I was not so. Yeah, sure, sure. Yes, of course. That's that's the voice there. Uh, he's, what an asset! What an asset to find! I can't believe that. I can't believe that he that he's southern. I don't care. Uh, oh, she was a Harvard graduate, you understand? Harvard graduate. Oh, um, Barclay, you say. Barclay, well, that's a very good school, too. Uh, yeah. uh, and, you know, he, he looks suitably cowed and still toes the line. But, I mean, she could have she could have gone to Boston or Arkham and got great cases there. And particularly in Arkham, I'm told, there's wonderful cases to be had for her new school and her new methods. But she chose Greenacres, and I was... Well, I won't pretend that I wasn't flattered. But sad to say, uh, well, it looks like... We only had her for a short period of time. Uh, a wonderful sabbatical has offered itself to her, and she's got the opportunity to go to Zurich and talk with some of her fellow alienists. Very sad to lose her. The work that she did on Jeremy Winter was truly superb. Three months of treatment, and he was out of here. Uh, doctor, I gave him a clean bill of health. Dr. Withenshaw, did you get the impression that Dr. Carstairs had uh, approached you here at Greenacres specifically because of Professor Winter? No, no, no. He was brought in, uh, I'm afraid to say, too much overwork, is what I would say. Uh, he suffered a nervous exhaustion. Um, we see it a lot in these neurotic types. But just to clarify, so his admittance came after her secondment to the institution? Oh, no, before. Before, yes. No, he was here, what, that would be 23. Uh, no, yes, 23 he was brought in. And did well, she, over did, a year ago. Did, was... did she ever look at any other patients, or was her... It was her business. Yes, he was the second. He was the second patient. Uh, where there was, um, I can't remember who the first one was. It was a wonderful success. Um, well, it'll be in the notes, of course. Sadly, I'm unable to give you them. This uh, client, uh, obviously, is totally... Now, when you say you're to... unable to give us the notes... Oh, well, now, uh, even, even a, a doctor of my position has no power over that. That's the Hippocratic Oath is not to be broken here. Oh, Greenacres wouldn't be worth the Hippocratic, Hippocratic. Uh, I, I, I think we all know that this is important business for Alice Devereaux, for the university where you know you're expecting to be honoured, and we we wouldn't want that to you, you misunderstand go amiss. me. You misunderstand me. Alice Alice Devereaux will report to the same laws that I do on this. Well, no, I can't give you access to medical notes. It's totally forbidden. If um, Chuck's trying to do something, I'm willing to add my pool. You get the, you get the very strong impression to... that this is he's not bullshitting. It's just right. Outsiders don't get access to metal. Equipment. In which case, I put uh, he, he 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 sort of sits there and puts his he stifles his hand and thinks. Well, I suppose you could take it to the courts, and I'd do everything I could, of course, to assist that. Um, we could call Sergeant Gannon, I believe, was the gentleman who called me from the police station. Uh, I'm very happy to do that. I'll get my secretary to do that for us. What it would take a couple of weeks, maybe a month at most, to get the um, paperwork sorted. I don't think that'll be necessary, Sergeant. No, not Sergeant. Doctor. Um, I just put my hand on it. Doctor, that's the one. Doctor. I uh, I put my hand on uh, Chuck's shoulder and sort of um, forcefully lead him aside and say, um, I think we're done here in terms of him. And Natasha, uh, as, as the two of them are sort of leaning out from the table, Natasha says... Dr. Withenshire, could you, you say Dr. Carstairs had n- new methods 
Yes, that's right. Could you elaborate? Oh well, um, on uh, the method. Uh, what I do know is that it was uh, well, it was cutting edge, cutting edge stuff. She was she was very interested in the concept of the whole, uh, all areas informing the um, the nature of the psyche. Yeah. The whole. Yes, the whole, the holistic uh, concept. Yeah. That's probably pre nineteen twenty four. Post-1924. Um, he doesn't say holistic. He says, this, well, she used to talk in the newfangled terms about the idea of this idea of a, the wholeness of a person being made up of many um, fractured prismatic parts. So it's wonderful stuff. Really very cutting edge. Um, actually, she's, she's got a number of, I think she was hoping to publish some works. Uh, Did Professor Winter... I don't think that's what my uh, colleague oh. was talking about, but <laughs> carry on, carry on. Did Professor Winter seem to improve under her method or well, very much so i signed off on his release and i would and i would do so willingly again he's still slightly sweating but uh, he's holding his line about that so you get the following hmm. he made an he, in his opinion winter made an excellent recovery following the additional treatment from dr carstairs winter was brought in with nervous exhaustion overwork considered a neurotic type given treatments which i think all three of you kind of slightly wince at the thought of uh, and he plateaued mm. after two months of treatment to a manageable state. There wasn't any progress for nine months, and then Dr. Carstairs arrived on the, on the scene. At one point, you realize he slips up and he says, well, Anastasia was a wonderfully persuasive uh, interviewer. And you realize that her name is Anastasia Carstairs. Anastasia. Mm. Anastasia. And well, the rest he, of these are as also, persuasive as she Duh. At one point says, along those lines, Bunyan, uh, he, he once says, for a woman as young as her, I mean, what, in her early 40s? And then he presses on. Uh, so young in, in psychoanalyst terms, or certainly in alienist terms. He says that she had private patients at the time, and he understood that that's how she made her money. And the money that she was making here, which was state paid, was not very much, but it was sort of fascinating cases. And crucially, he says, of course, she directly asked for uh, Professor Winter when she found out that he was here, confirming the original inquiry that Chuck had made. Mm. She was allowed to pick cases, effectively. What, what do you think intrigued her about Professor Winter? Well, I, I, you know what, I, I can't rightly say. Hmm. Let me, um... Let me just. Uh, what was unusual about his case, from your point of view? I think he's relaxed a bit now in all of your presences, and mm. he he actually he goes to his desk drawer, uh, unlocks it, opens it, pulls out uh, what well, sort of he does that thing you know where where people kind of do that they kind of they he, he's looking at something in there and he goes oh yes no I remember now yes um, she she said that it was. Um, like after the news finishes, <laughs> shuffle the papers. And yeah, sort of yeah, exactly, exactly that. It's like it's just a moment of naturalism, just a moment of naturalism, guys. Uh, he yeah. he very naturally does that, and yes, she, he said, "Well, it's, it's funny you should mention that." I wondered, I did ask her, and she said that she was keen to try this retreat method that she'd heard, where someone confronts one of the uh, initial atmospheres of their uh, crisis. Their, their, their breakdown and, and that's I, why she encouraged him to go back to the woods mm, and, and she even offered free of charge to use 
her uh, great uncle's old house, the uh, uh. the vacation home that they have out there off in Mata 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 Mata. Mata. What, now, what is the goddamn name of that place? Matawanki. <laughs> The Matawam Key. Matawam Key. There is a buzzing on the desk. And would you say it's more manner or more? And he says, oh, I'm afraid to say that I, I do have a, I do have a 345. Is that his mobile phone ringing on vibrate? <laughs> no, it's like a massive box on his desk. It's a modern version. It's it's the a cutting edge technology. It means that he's wanted. Well, um, we're all we're all wanted by someone, darling. Doctor Doctor Widenshaw, thank you very much for your time. Do you have the address of the property before we uh, leave? Oh, um, well, no, that would be in the files. I'm afraid to say I'm not at liberty to give that out. Well, I see. Oh, of course you're not at liberty to oh, show no. us the files. But if if I was just to ask you, uh, well, I believe the casually. police must have it. I'm sure you should contact uh, Sergeant um, Gannon, wasn't it? Of course, of course. Well. Listen, let me put it like this. If we were under a certain time pressure and you say we could contact the police, they would give us the address, then maybe we could just cut out the middle money. You give us, give us the address now and we wouldn't have to worry about I, I very much bothering like, the police. I very much like your styles. I, um, I'd li- what I'd like to do while this, com- while this conversation is going on, I'd like to walk up to him and just sort of sit beside <laughs> of my ass on the, uh, the table and just lean into him and say, uh, I was... Uh, <laughs> How's little Bobby doing? And uh, little Susie, they all right? Did she did she come first in the hockey tournament? I think I know you I told me about that. Luck check. Well, it's either luck or intimidate, isn't it? <laughs> I'll go with well, luck. I'm going to start with luck because the intimidation aspect is clearly going to. I mean, uh, my luck is I rolled a twenty on a seventy-five on luck. Yeah, he he stops and looks at you. As if really for the first time, and says, hmm. "I have to deal with some some business." Uh, but um, you see his hand. Yeah, you see his hand goes to the desk, and it definitely checks that the desk is fine. Uh, hmm. uh, and then he says, "But I'll come back because that seems to be unusual that you should know so much about my family." <laughs> um, oh, why don't, no, the, why don't the three of you stay here? Uh, we uh, we spoke about it before at the bar. Do you not remember at Murray's? Uh, and he's literally kind of making his way out. You've seen this yeah, quite yeah. a lot with some powerful I, I want to stop him. I want to stop him leaving. Uh, you have to go I, back I, I want to stop him. I want to stand one way in his way and say, do you remember at Murray's? Huh? No, I don't want any trouble. I don't want Mr. Any Bunyan, I think, um, I think we can let Dr. Withenshaw go. We, we'll just, we will just collect our thoughts here <laughs> in his office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well... You know, I hope she uh, finished first. That's all I'm saying. You uh, you keep an eye out for me, all right? Um, I'll be I'll be right back, ladies, gentlemen, uh, gentlemen, ladies. Oh, we won't. I mean, we won't be here. Lady. Flustered, <laughs> he he leaves. Have a nice lunch. Right, fuck this cunt. <laughs> Let's go. Will you over? Could you give me a power check? Yes, I've rolled a forty on a sixty, so it's all good. Okay, so uh, you have the special hairpin, don't you? I do. In my special hairdo. And your instinct is that you'd like to try your locksmith skill. Very good. Uh, and while while the two men are coming around the desk, you realise that she's already there, down at the lock, picking away with this hairpin that she's just pulled out. Brilliant. Very good. Successful. 
I, I, 14 on a 33. Successful lot pick. I'm, I'm 14? 14 on a 33. That's a beautiful roll. Thank you. That's a beautiful roll. Thank it's hard. You. While this is going on, I'm trying to convince Bunyan that I've, I felt like um, the doctor was very actively giving us some time in his office alone. That was the, that was the vibe I got. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was lovely. I love the guy. I was just trying to ask how his family was, and he didn't like that. But, um, you know, that's fine. It's good distraction Maybe technique. someone gets their lobster late this week. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, Natasha. Hey, don't look at her. She's doing something else. Um. Okay, so the, the drawer pops open within a few seconds. Now, how are you going to play this? I'm going to take everything out of the drawer and look at it. So it's, there's a folder marked winter. I would like to attempt a library use role. I was going to say. <laughs> is that legitimate on a folder of info? Yeah, yeah, def- definitely. If the two of you can give me a library use roll. <laughs> I passed mine. Yes, I rolled a 14 on a 55. Boom, 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 boom. Nice. Very wow. Well, another really good. Right, okay, so literally you're sort of passing pages to each other, working as a team. What's Bunyan what's doing? Is he... Shitting on the floor, probably. Oh dear. Well, I was sort of ex- <laughs> expecting you to be the... They were the specialists. So I was expecting you to kind of do something else. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to pimp you out. If, if none of the other sort of drawers are open, I know Natasha's the one who can pick logs. Logs aren't my specialty, so I'm going to leave them to do that. I'm going to stand by the door and just make sure no one's approaching or leaving. Classic. Um, could you give Thank me you, a, Mr. Bunyan. Could you give me a listen check, mm. Bunyan? While the oh, library, to. while the library check is going on, it's just Bunyan. Why is my listen always shite? I always like to pick characters that are like deaf. They should be good at listening, and then suddenly they're like they've got tinnitus. <laughs> um, oh fucking hell! I got an eleven Woo-hoo! on a twenty. So mm. yeah, I got a good success. Might not be enough, to be fair. <laughs> so so you can hear a voice raised, going, "Well, I don't know, but I'm pretty." Sh- but I'm pretty sure that one of your men should be down here. I immediately open the door and walk out and go towards where the voice is coming from. So off to, off to, there's an office off to the right, the door of which is partly open. Yeah. So I, I don't even announce myself. I just walk in. I say, how are you, boys? Um, so there's a secretary in there and um, a somewhat irate-looking Withenshaw on the phone. And he looks up and goes, oh, but I must go. Um, one of my clients is here. And he puts the phone down. Uh-huh. says, Mr. Bunyan. You weren't talking about me, I hope. And <laughs> so we'll leave you guys there for, for, for now and go back to the, yeah. the break-in. Because you, you both rolled so well, uh, you make some notes. High-speed notes Ooh. together. Juicy high-speed um, notes. You both passed, didn't you? I'll have a bit of that. Sweet, uh, sweet high-speed notes. So I'll, I'll read them, yeah. then I'll right. send them. Beautiful. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, when he was admitted, Winter was raving. What was he raving about? He was a raven. He was a raven. For those of you who are watching by video, this is self-evident. But for those of you listening by radio, 
the players are now doing innovative 1990s UK dance moves. <laughs> the players have now embarrassed themselves with their one trip to Ibiza. They're waving an imaginary glow stick. <laughs> Blow your whistle. What she gonna look like with a chimney on her? What are she absolutely gonna... loving? <laughs> oh my god, you're going wild. Tell what people listen to it raves. <laughs> wow! <laughs> That's the last thing I expected. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, I really want to be Historical raves of the 1990s. Uh, there it is. Yeah. Last time with good cocktail for me. Just keep fucking scratching that shit. I love it. So I'm going um, to... Would one of you like to read these? My English, Perhaps. not uh, not so good. I could read it out now. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag loving your work, Dan. Oh, great notes. They say, Winter was raving about the stone, the blue-eyed god, an Indian who walks taller than the trees, and that the Narragansett came down from them with them from the stars. And uh, as uh, you see, maybe... He starts, there's a little bit of sweat forms when he reads the line from the stars. He raved about this nonsense for months until hydrotherapy proved effective. Broke him? On last review before handing care over to Carstairs, W admitted he still dreamed of the humming god with the blue eyes. The one report Carstairs delivered is vague about the talking cure she employs, confronting images in part as signs and symbols and piecing them together as a whole. The key is not aversion therapy, but immersion, until one sees the thing in its teeth and asserts one's own reality. Withenshaw has written next to this cutting edge exclamation mark in the margins. At the end of the report, Carstairs states she has encouraged Jeremy to return to the thematic setting of his former heightened emotional state, an attempt to bring his mind to bear on what had occurred there and within himself. A stay at a holiday cottage or summer lodge might be arranged to effect this immersive act of acceptance. Immersion. Hmm. At which point the two of you hear raised voices coming from the corridor and the door is open and you realise that you've been left. Bunyan has snuck out in that way that he can sometimes do while he's sometimes the loudest and most obvious person in the room. At other times he just seems to, well, it's like he's swum up river without a sound. Yeah. I'll, I'll have you know that I can call security. It's not an issue to me. I can ask you gentlemen and your lady companion to leave. I've been very helpful. Well, I'll have you know that uh, I can uh, cut off the fucking food supplies this no, place. That's not, that's not what I'm suggesting here. that we would be expecting. I'm, I'm keen to help. Look, I'll tell you this. Look, come, and, he, and he sort of ushers you. He doesn't touch you. He just ushers you back to the corridor away from the secretary. Good. And I think in that moment, you realise that this is the door that opened when you first arrived in the corridor and that this secretary might have been having a little bit of a nose out to see who was coming up the stairs because possibly she'd been asked about availability. It all falls into place for you. Look, look, I can tell you this, for goodness sake. If you if you and your friends leave, I don't want any trouble. I don't want any trouble for the university. This can go both ways, you know that. And oh, I don't I... want any trouble for the for the asylum. For the, uh, I beg your pardon, for the <laughs> sanitarium. 
Freudian slip. One there. might say Freudian. Yes, very clever. Was it a Jungian slip? Ooh. More of a Jungian slip. Yeah, that's that. That's that new fellow <laughs> that they're talking about. Yes, that's. Yeah, I think yeah. that's why. Hot that's, young. Well, actually, you've got, you, of, you've got uh, me back on Vienna. track. That's that's what she's there for. I know that she's not coming back, and I'm, I'm, damn peeved about it. In truth, I was. I, was, I thought that we were going to be able to, well, really crack something together. We could have set up a, a, a wonderful new clinic, but. Of course, she's far too brilliant for that. She's she's headed off to meet, well, have you ever heard of Sabine Sabot? Sab- that's not her name, mm. but it's something like that. Have I? <laughs> uh, roll, psychoanal- roll, roll psychoanalysis. Uh, it'll be a fail, but I may as well roll it anyway. Give it a try, mate. Zero, one. Oh, Zero, fuck. One. I mean, that's a nine on a one. Gonna spend the luck? I'm going to spend eight <gasps> points of luck. Do it. I oh love it. Oh, my God. Fuck it. It's a one um, shot. You gain, you gain D10 psychoanalysis. Could you roll Sick. for me now? Yeah. All uh, right, here we go. I'm nervous. I mean, as I say, I, I know this isn't the way character progression works, so apologies to the purists out there. Um, but I was just interested in the idea of sometimes those scores are so low... Um, and so we're only going to do this for any skill that has, um, uh, is at base level. So you, know, you can't develop other skills this way. Sweet. Is he going to take it? It's on the floor. Do it. Do yes, it. I'll go after all it again, because there's yeah. no way of knowing what that was. Going in the dark. Uh, Nine. Ten. Ten. <laughs> you now have psychoanalysis. <laughs> Eleven. Eleven. Shitting hell. Yay. So you, effectively, um, you exchanged eight points of luck for ten points of psychoanalysis. Just like in life. Yeah. Just like in what, life. What people don't know about Bunyan is he does some reading. Where do you do your reading, Bunyan? Where do you do your reading? Mine. Yeah. Well, uh, the cabin. Obviously, I sometimes pick up the periodicals or the Penny Dreadfuls or whatever the fuck passes for literature these days. It's eclectic, isn't uh, it? The Penny Dreadfuls. It's very eclectic. By the cabin, do you the mean... The Penny like, Dreadfuls. Is this, is this reading while you fish, basically? Yeah, I mean, you know, I just... Uh, uh, anything on angling. That's what I like. Uh, and, and there's you... a guy called Jeremy Wade. He's got a whole series called River Monsters. <laughs> and I, I watched that again and again. So He went to the Congo and got hit by lightning. So one day you, instead of uh, picking up Anglers Weekly, you accidentally pick up Analysts Weekly. And you remember the name Sabine Salien, uh, a notable new Parisian prominent alienist mm. who, who has yeah. called radical alienists together in Zurich. It was just like a little thing, you remember? Uh, She's about the only fucking alien I ever heard of. I wish I could say the same. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, he says to you, look, I, the only thing, the only other thing I know that I haven't told anyone else, I didn't even tell the police, is that I know that she used her own family house. It was an old vacation Jesus house. Jesus Christ. In, uh, above Matawamkeeg, uh, a couple of miles above it, to the oh, northeast, yeah. to the northwest, yeah, I beg yeah, your pardon, yeah. um, heading up towards the lake. Old Indian land. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I believe it was owned by her. Uh, I believe that it was owned by her her great uncle. Um, now, what was his name? Mm. Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Ca- uh, no, uh, of course, Carrington, Carrington Carstairs. Anyway, look, Carrington. that's all. That's all I know. If you'd be so kind oh, as to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wish you the best of luck with your investigations. Oh, yeah. 
And he starts to walk back towards his office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to go up that but way. I, but I think that's it's... the Carrington place up that way. <laughs> but I think it's fair to say that the other two are already out with their rushed notes expertly. I think as soon as we heard voices, we were shoving papers back in the drawer, oh, yeah. shutting the drawer. We had already made our notes. And it was such a good lockpick roll that I'm going to give you the the free lock back up. Ooh, Paste oh, it. lovely. And if it's all right with you, it's Christmas. I, I'd love to. I'd love to push down to the bottom of the steps outside the asylum. Yeah, ah, yeah, that's, that's delicious. Let's do it. Because you, you've, you've done well there. Um, we when, pick up when we hit in the car park as we're walking towards the car, and I'm saying, "He said not to go down that way. He said that's the old Carrington lot down that way. He said uh, some kids got caught there some years ago. They got turned into werewolves." And you wouldn't like the uh, Native American spirits that come out of that. Um, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> as uh, as uh, Alagash is doing his peculiar impersonation, Chuck is head down again, making a beeline to the car, almost in a run, because and occasionally you see him tip, tip, tip his head up just to try and catch a glimpse at the, this ominous sky above him. Maybe it's uh, maybe this? maybe it's the storm clouds mm. gathering. Maybe that's all it is. Yeah. So that he's just concerned about the weather. Do a psychology or spot hidden? Uh, yeah, you can do a psychology, um, but the other two, I need the other two to do um, a sanity check. <gasps> what? Sweet Jesus. For what reason? Because I think the dawning realization now that you're out here, for you, really over, it's seeing someone reacting to the sky for the third time. But you saw it now. Mm. You've seen the way he reacted to that passage about the stars. So, am I doing a sanity mm. check? No, the other two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I need Chuck and, and I need Loman and Rulyova to do sanity checks while the psychology I, check I is happening. A, I rolled an extreme success on that. So I I'm failed fine. my sanity. I've rolled a, a satisfactory success, a 44 and a 55. Rulyova's fine. I failed. We'll come back to Chuck. Failed. I'm fine. I'm fine. Is it a four? Four. Psychology, my psychology is 40, it's pretty good, so I got a 4 and a 40. Ooh. A 4 is, is, an, is an ace of a roll. Um, so we go to Chuck Loman, however, who's failed his sentence. Yeah, quite badly. <laughs> Shit balls. Chuck's rolling really badly tonight, to be fair. Okay, so this, this, this thought of the stars is, is just so uncomfortable to you. That you're, really, you're really chasing it across. It couldn't have been any worse. And, and, and you catch Bunyan looking at you, and he's, there's something... Bunyan, what is it that you do to reveal wordlessly that you suddenly understand? Um, I uh, I look at him and I put in a little chunk of chewing tobacco. But as I do, I sort of uh, project blow vomit. him a little kiss and wink. Oh. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and you just run to the car. You run the last 20 <laughs> yeah. yards to the car run. and get in, looking like a, looking like a proper madman. Yeah. I mean, no it, sound loss. it's the sort of thing Bunyan could do to a good friend, and it would seem quite nice. But I guess if you don't know him that well, it could seem. I thought we a bit were weird. friends. That's the weird really thing. I thought we were friends, weird. but suddenly he's gone. Well, maybe in which case, maybe that's a bonus. I don't know. Like, if we are friends, <laughs> if I know you quite well, I mean, we, our our backstory was we live in cabins near each other, and I occasionally drop off a couple of the catch yeah. of the day. At yours on my route back, right? You know, yeah, yeah, but for I'm you, just some local angler. For Chuck know? Loman, that's friends, right? He's not. I yeah, mean, I mean, so yeah, fine. I, I get, I see the look, and I leg it back to the car. I think as I um, leave through the door of Green Acres Sanatorium, 
the patient file is still playing on my mind. The idea of something coming down from the sky. What I what I saw wasn't coming down from the sky. I am, um, as I make the dash uh, across the car park to where the cars parked. I think um, Rulyova maybe sees me glance up once more at, at the sky, but she probably can't see my lips move. She can't see me saying, "No, not here." The sky isn't big enough. And I, I think back to a time when I was flying exercises just just outside of Tulsa. Took my girl up too high, probably showing off. And uh, up there in the clouds, reaching out, I saw, I think what, what I saw up there in the clouds that wasn't coming down from the stars. Looked like it was moving between them, maybe, or or something. Uh, but it took shape, seemed to have a form, direction, and uh, maybe some kind of strange intelligence. Well, at the time, I thought it was almost like the hand of God, just like Michelangelo painted it. But when I saw this limbed light, I didn't feel a sense of euphoria or epiphany, but horror. I was overcome with a chill and a sensation of dread. I'd never seen a, a light so dark, or perhaps more correctly, a a darkness so light, and it's those words that, that haunt my nightmares that accompany the image that plays through my brain. Limbed light. Limbed light. Uh, I think there's a kind of, there's a weird impasse in the car, and then inevitably you start talking about what to do next. And although it was weird, that 20-yard that dash, and Willie Over found it weird too, and everybody was kind of weirded out as they said, not Bunyan. Bunyan's kind of sat there, presumably doing his kind of confident, I'm silent, I've cracked something. I'm just so You're pretty sure that he's agoraphobic. He's agoraphobic in some way. You, you don't understand this mm. really why, but it, you think it might be a war thing. You're not sure. He was a lieutenant. Also, I've got Buster in the car next to me. Oh, the dog's there. But yeah. can I um, do a psychology check on Chuck and see... If it really affected him, I oh, know no, this you, is you've already got like it. Taking you, a bit you've, of time, you've already no, you've already got it. That something affected him externally. It wasn't you that really mm. upset him? You were just icing on the cake. And um, Natasha's driving, right? Uh, no, not. Uh, I think I think he's still compass mentis. He's still. We got, just yeah. got into the car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But, yeah. but, I, yeah, but yeah, no I'm one's driven him, I'm giving him a hard look over. Okay. I'm I'm looking over at him, but. Uh, you know, Jack's fine as soon as he's in the car. As soon as I'm there in the car, I'm fine. Where are you headed? It was weird, but I've seen worse. Where are you headed? Where are we headed? No one's driving yet. Oh, you just is. sat there. Yeah. Oh, I am. So we're sat in the car, but um, Chuck is behind the driver's seat. Behind the wheel. I think I'd say to to Mr. Bunyan, uh, what what was the name of the car stairs uncle? Oh, uh, Karen- Carrington. Carrington. You probably overheard it as you came out. Carrington. She starts uh, use. She starts uh, consulting with the 
the index of addresses mm. and names that she has become very familiar I with mean, over the I'm last three years. I'm also scanning my mind for character, and, uh, but as you're doing that, as I see you sort of drift off into your reverie of finding the, the name, I, um, I send Buster forward. I sort of say, a Buster. And um, like very subtly, like giving the impression to like go and lick um, Chuck's hand and just sort of be friendly to Chuck and Aww. see if that can like sort of help him. Did you roll your control dogs? I can. My well, I've got my animal call slash handling skill, if that'll do. Yes. Which I put a lot of points into. Let's see <laughs> if they were worthwhile. <laughs> If he fails it now, is Buster going to attack Chuck and potentially yeah, yeah. kill him? I mean, if I fumble, his throat's gone. His throat's gone. Uh, exactly. Anything could happen. Oh, there it is. Basically a weapon. I found it. Buster. So, Buster's Buster is basically is a deadly weapon. 525. 25 on a 55 for animal call slash handling. That is exactly what he does. There's no need to boast, okay? <laughs> boom. There yeah, it is. I know, I know. Boom, boom. A massive need so, to boast. But... I've always liked dogs. This like friendly attention from the dog. Yeah, I think it's an, he's an Irish setter, Buster. So he's very, very grounded, very grounded as well. You know, rugged dog that he is. Is it fair to say that you share information with? Um, I funny? think what may Do be I fair to say maybe is that oh. I share, I share information with the other two while Buster is giving Chuck some attention because I don't have any reason to sounds hide sorry, anything I've learned <laughs> that sounds much but, uh, ruder than it I know while, <laughs> while Buster's spreading some peanut butter around the specific it's area really, I, no, it's not that kind of show it's not that kind of show it's not that kind of show so it's he, not that kind of show, show guys Isn't it? It's Chuck show. Loman, is, Loman <laughs> has started up the car where are you driving Loman um, so he's got he's, he's driving he's driving with his uh, left hand and with his right hand, he's he's got a, he's got the map out. He's got the main map, and he's saying, um, he's, he's calmed down now. This is good. He's he's relaxed. He's behind the wheel. He's got a nice little dog licking his ear. Um, he says, <laughs> says and, and so, Buster. Yeah, and, and Buster. Buster. <laughs> Boom. Just uh, good. So, I, <laughs> so I guess we could. Um, head right up to this cabin. Sounds like it's north of uh, Matawamki. Ludicrous. <laughs> Do we head straight there or anything else we want to check out first? I can see Matawamki. I say we go. Matawamki right here on the we map. Go I can see Matawamki. Uh... <laughs> I think it's Matawamki or Matawamkeg. Yeah, no, I right. say let's go to the cabin. Let's go to the cabin. Drive, Chuck. Let's go to the cabin. Hey, I'll ask Buster. I'm doing this sort of in the aid of like keeping that goodwill going between Chuck and Buster. I'm like, hey, Buster, what do you think? And he's sort of like, I'm like, Buster says yes. Let's uh, let's go, let's head to the cabin. What's the worst that can happen? I'm uh, I'm happy to head up head up into the woods. Oh, I bet you are. Um, I think it's I think, uh, it's, I think, it, I think it's my duty as the um, keeper of the Bangor Public Library to at this point say. This is Call of Cthulhu. Oh. Are you sure that you want to leave Bangor and go straight up to the cabin? Uh, nah. I feel like the answer to this is no. Uh, no, no, no. It's just a question. Are you sure? I mean, I'm in that... Well, I was. I guess I was focusing on Chuck reacting weirdly. I've seen guys turn like that before after seeing something weird. 
but I don't know. I mean, what there was he's this whole there was this whole have... question about Carrington that that had come up in the car, yeah. and I feel like I think you're pulling away um, as this is happening, and you're heading up onto the Matawankeg Road uh, up towards Union Street. So yeah. Uh, hey guys, before we head straight up to the cabin, do we want to uh, just name check a couple of folks here, or do we want to uh, you know? Have a look about, see if we can uh, find someone who knows give me, a bit more. Give me an Wait, idea got... check. Rule you over. Yeah, that's give, a good shot. If we're going to maybe make a stop somewhere, I wouldn't mind picking up a sidearm. But so I'll give you an idea. I got a 35 idea on my 70 intelligence. Yeah, I got a pass as well on my idea check. Oh, yeah. I rolled a 10 on a 60. Boom. Shakalaka. <laughs> Sweet. A really good idea. Right, so everyone's got Darling, really good ideas. I've got a lot of them. So you, so we'll start with Rulio. Over you, you mentioned Carrington, and it does occur to you that, you know, the the Bangal Public Library is extensive with its parish records. It's Duh. um Penobscot County records, um, so that might be a, a port of call. Loman, there are a couple of names mentioned. We've got Sheriff Longfellow up in Matawankeeg. We've yeah. got. Um, Sergeant, Sergeant Gannon. Gannon, in and your the 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 Bangor PD is right by the public library. Well, I think we should we should take half an hour, an hour, to make some inquiries. None none of those are that far away from those two are just two streets parallel to the apartment that Doctor Winter keeps. Mm. Let's do it. All right, well, why don't we um, make a stop in Bangor? And as you say that, could I get a spot hidden roll just from Alagash Bunyan uh, as he casts his eye out of the back of the car? I failed. Failed. Okay. Um, so, had you passed, you would be aware of the man or person or individual who appears to be watching the progress of your car pulling away from Green Acres Sanitarium and you would have seen the long coat he would have worn, a summer coat uh, with the collar pulled up very high and the scarf that seems to obscure the lower part of his face but he has a hat pulled down really quite tightly so that you can't see anything apart from the darkness a visor of darkness that exists between the brim of the hat and the top of the scarf and in this hot weather it seems like unseasonable attire but of course you haven't seen it so you have nothing to be concerned about <laughs> 